0: Okay, I uh, started recording again.
1: Okay, so I'm just gonna, gonna go through my two questions so you can go through uh, yours. Um, mine says, depending on how trustworthy the author is uh, with your group, discuss whether that you believe the author, whether you believe the author despite his or her biases, how objective can the author be, how persuasive, how does the trustworthiness of the quoted person affect the trustworthiness of the author?
0: Mm. Uh, <clears throat> I believe that. I mean, I think that she's gained my trust that like all of this, these events actually happened because she's <laughs> able to give like firsthand like quotes and experiences. And uh, I'm actually going to talk about that later also about how it's, it's hard to fake that kind of emotion just for like if they wanted to do it for like fame or anything. But I feel like that even though she has her biases because of stuff that she's gone through, that uh that it's trustworthy and that this stuff actually happened.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. Um like you said with her, even though she has her bias, I don't like actually so far from regret, I don't specifically see her telling us or saying that, oh, it's this group who was doing all this or this group is the bad. She leaves it up to the reader to determine how to feel about what she's experienced and things that are going on
1: with certain groups you know because it would be it would be like hard and kind of insane to lie about or not, not necessarily lie but just be so, like, incredibly biased for a personal experience yeah exactly uh, and then i have one more um discuss discuss each of the appeals as well as uh the questions you have about them take notes um do you agree or disagree with your findings um i think the appeals just like the, the uh, assumptions she makes and just the biases again i don't like uh, what questions we have about her assumptions. I don't really. Like, oh, oh yeah. I mean, I
2: kind of what a turn.
1: It's still, it's kind of like the first question, yes, you know?
2: I, I guess, that's, yeah. Yeah. So let me see. Is it appeals? Um. No second.
1: Second. Oh, good. Um, so it says, do you agree or disagree with your findings? So I think it just means, uh, do you guys agree or disagree with like the examples I gave of her bias? Like, oh, yeah. whether it's actual bias or not, or mm-hmm.
2: assumption?
1: Yeah. yeah, 100%. Because the way she writes um, and
2: explains it, kind of keeps it neutral. Like, what happened to her was horrible. And mm-hmm. we didn't realize that, and it's like the bad thing that happened. But throughout the whole story, she's not specifically talking about one person or group that did something to her. So it's good that, that she keeps it
0: neutral. And It's it like kind of biases and assumptions are what kind of keep the reader interested in the book, and it uh, mm-hmm. keeps ask or keeps them asking like, what's going to happen next? Is there anything else that's going to happen that we need to know and all of that?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, that's it for mom
0: all, All right. right. So for mine was evidence checker, and I saw that. I mean, going back to what Abigail said, it kind of ties into bias and assumptions. But she used a mm-hmm. lot of pathos in her um, in in this section as well, because I feel like that um, a lot of her book is based off of feelings and emotions that happened and big events in her life, and kind of just. Uh, working her way through all of these hardships and all of these uh kind of difficulties that her and her family have to go through as mm-hmm. being a inferior group in a less civilized country and uh what do you guys think on that um well uh,
1: like you said how it's you know similar to mine um like even if she has a bias here and there, like it's still dictating her emotion, her thoughts, and she was she was a kid as well. So like the biases that the and assumption she made about the Congolese people, um, like or one of one of mine said how she made an assumption that um this the grown man who marched up to the van looked like he wanna kill us, and that uh, assumption yeah. was mm-hmm. true. And the assumption that um the Like the stranger who walked up, and although he was called Louise, he was still um, nice to them. He still helped them out. Mm -hmm. And and because of that, he might die. I feel like the assumptions she made are okay because some of them, you know, obviously she was 10 years old, and it's just trying to dictate her true emotion, even if it was a long time ago. Yeah.
2: So um, I want to add on, but I I wanna, I want to add on to the question, but I want to make sure that I'm answering it the right way. So we're ans- we're asked basically saying which assumptions she had and if they were like biased or correct.
0: Yeah, like um, mm-hmm. like why? Like well, basically, basically because it's asking uh, why is there so much pathos as opposed to like ethos or logos? Hmm.
1: Okay there's a um, lot of problems because it's an emotional or it's like a it's a personal experience it was yeah. a lot of and trauma a lot of yeah. death that she experienced at 10 years old so, yeah. so it so would be good. As opposed to
2: mainly also because it's so this mm-hmm. is her life story she experiences yeah. firsthand so it's going to have a lot of emotion in it so
1: mm-hmm. yeah. okay okay
0: Um, okay, so what did we learn about the facts in the book? So, like, was there any facts that, uh, happened that we didn't know before that kind of made you surprised, shocked, uh, disgusted?
1: Okay. Um, we learned about, um, who the shooter of the people who raided her camp, Mm -hmm. uh, shot everyone or shot most of the people there that were from Burundi. I forgot the exact name, but I know she said that they were never brought to justice. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. And then they also mentioned, like, she, I forgot, I can't remember which chapter it is in, but it's like, I think it's in the same chapter, but she talks about, it, it says, uh, she gave a specific number of how many people had died that night, or how many people were, like, hurt and injured. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: It also, um, like, it gives us the information how in the first chapter, we thought that all everyone had died her mom, because she said that she saw her mom and her, siblings, her sister get gunned down, but it was yeah. all- her sister who got shot, and her mom she, she did get shot, but she still lived. Mm-hmm. And we find out her whereabouts, the whereabouts of her father, and her brother heritage.
0: Yeah, because yeah. we didn't know that. Uh, we thought, I mean, I thought at least that uh, her mom was dead because yeah. in uh, the first chapter that said that her mom and her sister were shot. So I thought that she was already dead.
2: Yeah, because like <laughs> sorry at the. Well, in first in the first chapter she talks about, you know, like, like you said, her mom getting shot and you're just getting into the book, so we don't know if there's anybody else there. So we think that she's completely alone. But you know, the further we get into the book we know she's not completely alone. Yeah. She still has her family with her.
0: And then we also I think learned about like the wraith that happens. Like I did I didn't see that coming at all.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you know, you think
1: that she's already gone through so much, it can't possibly get worse. But it obviously, can. Uh, when she was, when she said that she was protecting her like cousin's name by, uh, and said because of what happened next, I didn't, I didn't really know what to assume. And then when she said that she got harassed, I was it, like, it caught me off guard. Oh yeah, I remember reading that part. I
2: kind of assumed it was like, it, I was talking to myself and I swear, if she gets assaulted or he rapes her. I'm gonna be so mad. Yeah. because she said she changed her name I was like please don't let her get hurt because she's already gone through so much like this sucks
0: it's just too much
2: exactly I'm like she's still a kid she's yeah. not a teenager or anything she's like 10 or 12
1: she's a kid yeah and then she was explaining how like she had she didn't even go through puberty yet. she's still um, exactly. at that point so it's just it's just really disturbing
2: to read and hear about because she's I think at this point in her life like at the end of the she looks like she's like either late 20s or you know just she's like young a young adult so it's just crazy to think that this happened you know
0: yeah um okay so next i had to choose three different pieces of evidence and one, uh first one was on page 55 and it was in fact she wrote a song for each of us kids with lyrics pretending a happy fate And Mm -hmm. uh, I saw this as kind of a happy memory that she still remembers from her childhood about, and it's kind of helping her along with her faith to kind of get through these hardships. And her mom is kind of showing her mom to be um, just this kind, selfless person that even if she doesn't want to do it, she wants to make sure that the kids are happy. Yeah. And then the second one was, it was just that you're, you're Rwandan, and then I would give them the my standard reply, I'm not, I've never been there. And mm-hmm. it's kind of uh, highlighting the difference of uh, discrimination from, or difference in similar similarities actually, of, uh, of discrimination now and discrimination for, uh, uh, in like a third world country where there isn't much racial diversity. Mm-hmm. And uh, instead of kind of calling them I guess slurs Mm -hmm. instead it's more oh you're a foreigner you're not from here you're not a local
2: yeah I I noticed that so um it was just like you said they're not like same kind of um like race you know but there's different tribes and like countries within Africa because it's a whole continent so it's just strange to see that there's like still
1: kind of discrimination that goes on yeah. and then i thought it was ironic when i believe in chapter 10 they say they go to rwanda and then they're so out of place there because their father can't get a job because oh yeah because you know he's he's a foreigner there mm-hmm. and it was ironic because all their life they were called uh rwandan from this there so they're trying to get there they, are, they feel displaced
0: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so like no matter where they are even being called Rwandan that whole time when they actually moved to Rwanda, then they still <laughs> feel out of place. So it's kind of a cash 22.
2: Yeah, I think even in that chapter she says they didn't belong anywhere at that point because you
0: know like, yeah. it's like
2: where do you go? where you're not gonna get this here when anybody gets.
0: And then for my last uh, piece of evidence I chose, I chose, uh, uh, we covered this earlier, it was, he reached in through the window and punched Deborah in the face. And Mm -hmm. uh, it kind of caused the reader to just be like, in disbelief that a grown man would walk up to a six year old and Mm -hmm. just punch her because Mm -hmm. she was something different than them. Mm -hmm. Like, and it kind of shows how it might even be worse, or the discrimination might have uh, possibly been worse then than now in some ways. Because mm-hmm. even now, like, I don't think a grown man would go up to like a child and just punch them out of nowhere.
2: Yeah. It's like like you said, it's just strange that a whole grown man would punch a child, a six year old, because they're different. And they're trying to flee, they haven't done anything to them. But, you
0: know. Um. Okay. That was, I believe, well, let me check. Um okay, so do you think this kind of evidence like pathos and logo or pathos specifically, do you think the evidence strengthens it or weakens it? Like um, could it strengthen it because it's kind of highlighting her emotions and her vulnerability and certain points? or does it weaken it because it's kind of based off of, because it's based off of emotion and not based off of facts?
1: Well, uh, I believe it definitely strengthens it because this whole book is yeah. about her life, so the emotion is essential. It, she's kind of putting us in her shoes. Exactly. Yeah. Imagine the scene, uh how she was explaining people were gunned down and just the spikes of people, people's gunshot wounds and just everything that had happened during her life. Mm-hmm. The emotion, is essential since it is her life story
2: exactly i feel like without the emotion it wouldn't really feel like she's talking about her life you know mm-hmm. it'd just be her talking and explaining what happened or yeah. the emotion in it you know like the where we mentioned the, the man punching her sister in the face and her thinking her mom was dead and then you know her getting sexually assaulted it obviously like you know had all of us shots shot, you know, so we felt some sort of emotion. Yeah. So I feel like that's an important part to these types of stories where she's talking about
0: her life. Yeah, because when I was kind of looking through the book and when I was reading, I couldn't really find any uh, ethos uh, type of evidence, because there isn't mm-hmm. really anything, um, like, there isn't actual hard set credibility that you can find. It's really mostly emotions or um, statements that people are making that are logical and you're able to use those statements to determine stuff that happens. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that that's uh, a reason why that pathos is a lot more prevalent than like ethos. Yeah.
1: yeah, When I when I did that assignment, I had some trouble finding ethos. I can't remember if I did find a quote or not, but even if I did, I probably only got, like, one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I
0: feel like, the, I think uh, Ethos was, I think I found, like, two things mm-hmm. of Ethos, and then, like, I found, like, I think four Logos, and then, like, 17 Pathos. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay. I think, like, for, oh, sorry, real quick, for Ethos, Uh, maybe, like, some of the quotes could be, like, what her, something that her mom said or something that someone said in the book maybe that's oh. what i would like qualify as some of the
0: quotes yeah okay that was it for me and then mm-hmm. i think then, we, i think for the rest of the stuff i think we could oh well you, you guys to, have, like, the have after questions about what might happen next
2: mm-hmm. um so in, oh my god
0: no, no no continue
2: sorry so i think in the the last chapter chapter 13 her and her family are getting ready to go to america so we can you know anticipate that they're probably gonna go there but we we don't know specifically where they're gonna go so what part of america are they living in are they in a good neighborhood a bad neighborhood uh what, what how's the school gonna be do they know any english you know like small stuff
1: like that i feel like uh, since she said little did I know at the last minute, like it's, it's really foreshadowing just uh, a lot of discrimination. I feel like it may be just as bad, or um, it might be at like, the same like level of discrimination as uh, back in her home country. But mm-hmm. it's going to be very prevalent because like, first off, they barely speak any English, and their ideas of America is going to be completely altered. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, the of hope and freedom, and everyone's happy all the time. Like, it's, it's not a so. You know, it's be a very difficult thing. Yeah. And
0: I also put that, uh, like, will they face the same or similar challenges in bullying to when they were in uh, Burundi? Like will they um, face it because they're different? Will they face it because they're of their accent? Will it be like the same kind of discrimination?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Alright. Unless anyone else has anything else that I think I can uh, just end it. Oh, okay. Just one more question. Um, right. how
2: will Sandra's family adapt to the American lifestyle with the different foods? Um, you know the the driving and stuff like that you
1: know, electricity um it's gonna be a difficult change i remember there was a one page where she was like one of the one caseworker said um don't stare and point at people and she thought that was funny yeah like, why would that why would that happen so it's gonna be a, a big culture change um she might like do something in public or something and it'll be really off like i don't know if offered the word but it would just be out of place Make mm-hmm. her feel even more displaced than um for being back in uh Burundi and the DRC.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. All
0: right. I think I think that's it. mm mm-hmm.